So welcome to the Project Plenty podcast series, where we ask the question, what will 2030 look like? And we'll ask that question across a range of topics important to Queensland and to our church. It's a series of conversations that will help us enter into a whole of church discernment and planning exercise that we hope might give shape to our life in the next decade. Over the course of this series, we'll invite our guests to reflect on this question, what 2030 looks like from their perspective and ask what role the Uniting Church could play as this future approaches. My name's Scott Guyatt, and I'm glad that you can join us. Well, welcome to this week's episode of the Project Plenty podcast, and something a bit special for us this week. We're sitting uh, here at the hallowed halls of Tawong Uniting Church, where I'm joined uh, by Lauren Murray and the Reverend Matt Smith uh, for a bit of a chat about the life and times of Tawong and what might go on here over the next few years. So, Lauren, Matt, welcome, and thanks for hanging out with me. Hey, Scott. Well, thanks for having me at your place. We're glad you're here. So tell me a little bit about Tawong. Like, what's the Tawong story? Where are we in Brisbane? What makes the suburb tick, Lauren? Give us a snapshot of Um, Tawong. Yeah. So we're um, close to the city, um, close to UQ as well. Um, I'd say it's very much a growing suburb. Um, It's got a real suburban kind of feel, even though we are close to the city. there's lots of new high rises going up. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of high density accommodation in that sense, rather yes. than yeah. your pick, white picket fence kind of housing. Um, a bit of that. I think it's a mix of the two, really. Yeah. Um, like it's a fairly old suburb, so there's all of like beautiful houses and yeah. and that kind of suburban feel um, and parks. But then also yeah. close to the river, there there's lots of um, apartments yeah. going up and student accommodation as well. Yeah, okay. There's a big new student accommodation so building. I mean, QUT is yeah. not that far away either, is it? That's that, or true. even Griffith for that matter. So yeah. you're, kind of, you're right in the middle of those those three campuses. Mm, uh, Griffith, yes. the other campus, I mean. Um, what about Tawong, the church then? Matt, give us a 20 words or less. You know, like how, you can use a few more than 20 if you want, but how does Tawong, the church, reflect the community? What's the kind of vibe here? Yeah, so 40% place? of the Tawong community was born overseas. Okay. And so it is it is ethnically diverse, and uh, you see that as you're walking around the streets and, yeah, okay. and down at the shops. So it's, it's noticeably Asian, mostly Chinese, yeah. and uh, that just reflects, you know, um, who's living here and, uh, and, and uh, how it looks. Yeah. And uh, so the church, Tawong Uniting, is also... Uh, becoming uh, uh, diverse in its ethnicity as well. So yeah, there's okay. there's a nice mix as you look out across the congregation. It's yeah. uh, it's not all white bread, and uh, yeah. you know it's exciting to see uh, yeah. that changing. And and you know, look, I have a dream that the next pastor here will hopefully be a, a person from another country. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Um, I mean, is the is the congregation then a pretty fair reflection of the neighbourhood in terms of age diversity, for example? As you know, there's kind of schools and you know families that have moved back into this area as it's regenerated is that true of the congregation as well definitely i think um, it's really intergenerational the congregation um so we've got people from 90 right down to newborns um and i think pretty well represented um, amount of people in each age group um, which is lovely um yeah yeah, i really love that and i know other people do as well Mm. and that's represented then in the kind of life of the congregation in terms of you know i don't know youth groups and sunday schools and yeah mainly music or kids clubs or you know, what, what's the... Yeah, there is a nice spread and that's a very exciting aspect of uh, the congregational life here at TUC. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the 
youth groups, the kids clubs, the uh, the play groups, mm. um, but also some of the, the stuff we do for uh, uh, retired people. Yeah. Uh, there is some uh, exciting stuff going on. So it feels like there's a bit of something for everyone to use that. It's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? But is that <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Look, we, we work hard at uh, trying to do things together and yeah. making so intergenerational, like yeah. every church, it's our buzzword too. Yeah. And uh, we're all wanting to be uh, doing the journey together. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's, I think there's a great vibe of people from different ages wanting to meet together and be together. Yeah, I think it's important to have time um, with people of a similar age, and so that's something that like the youth group will do that together, yeah. and it's important that they can do that together. Or um, some of the morning tea things for slightly older people, um, but then to be able to come all together and worship on Sunday yeah. is really lovely, and you get to yeah like have almost like grandparents and parents um within the congregation what what does that sunday worship look like is it is it a kind of a bit of a oh i mean i really i should confess that this is my church as well Well, you know here i am saying oh tell as if i don't know anything but but how would you describe sunday or gathered worship is it fairly contemporary is it Mm. kind of traditional or liturgical is it you know for him sandwich is it you know what's the what's the vibe well it's it's got a vibe of being, you know, fresh and uh, contemporary, but uh, that's also to say, look, you know, we'll do hymns, but yep. uh, we're going to do hymns with, uh, you know, bass guitar and uh, and and drums. Yeah. So uh, there's not a, a try-hard sense of, you know, we want to be the new kids on the block and, and doing the top forty, yep. uh, but there is a real sense of um, musically, uh, artistically, uh, what we're doing in terms of, you know, our church art is yep. is all trying to be the very best uh, that we can yep. and uh, and so look I think you know the worship here each week is a miracle in the sense that you know, it, it is just you know something that's really special yeah come to Tuong for the worship that's what I say <laughs> um, Lauren tell us a little bit about your what's your job what so what's your role kind of in the life of the congregation here my official title is relationships manager that sounds very impressive it does um, deeply impressive shall I say the joke about people wonder if I set people up or oh, some that, kind of dating uh-huh. agency. That's uh, not what I am. You're not the matchmaker um, of tour. No, oh, okay. no, definitely not. Okay. No one has to worry. I'm not doing that. Um, so Simon Gomesall came up with that title. So okay. that's who we can so thank we can for blame, that. Blame Simon for that. Yes. Um, but so, yeah, I, I'm a graphic designer um, by by trade. Yep. And so that helps in the communication side of this role. Yep. Um, so thinking about website. Um, Facebook, um, printed newsletter, notices on a Sunday and just any way that we can be communicating to the congregation and then also people um, who might be looking for a church or just are receiving that information elsewhere um, about what's going on here and what God is doing here. Um, And then I also do a bit of um, database management of um, our pastoral care software and how we can use that to um, practically keep in touch with people and make sure no one slips between the cracks and that we are actually taking care of everyone who's here yep. um, and event planning and that kind of thing yeah, and then okay. also just whatever needs doing really so like f- so for a church to have that kind of investment in those sorts of things social media and good quality communication and visuals and those what what matt in your experience and you've come relatively recently what does that say about Tawong and its kind of attitude to the to the times in which we live and work and minister? And yeah, so we have a sense that the uh, expression of who we are 
online matters almost as much as the expression of who we are on a Sunday. And that may sound trite, but you know, to get your message out, you know, unfortunately, it's the case that, that the medium is the message. Yeah. You have to do those things well. Yeah. I don't have any of those skills. Lauren's exceptionally good at, at, at uh, being able to broadcast who we are. And we find that when we do um, advertise an event for something we, that's happening in our church life, it might be a training event or pastoral care training, uh, we find that we are getting inquiries from people who aren't even in the United Church. But somehow you know, they've connected with us, they've seen what we're doing. And, uh, and so that's when you realize, okay, th- this message is actually getting out there. So Lauren's um, ability to do the one-on-one personal connection is, is extremely good. And uh, she's also, of course, very good at um, explaining our story and, and who we are um, through uh, social media. Yeah, yeah. What about yourself, Matt? What's tell me a little bit about your role? You're the minister in the congregation. Yeah, so I, I've been here almost two years, and Ooh, uh, fresh. Yes, yeah, and uh, look, I, every day I love coming to work. Um, I'm incredibly blessed to be part of a team, yep. and uh, I know that a lot of ministers don't get that uh, privilege to be working shoulder to shoulder with with a group of people. We, we've got four on our staff team here, and uh, and so yeah, there, there is for me a real sense of uh, wow, you know, the possibilities. Uh, what we can do together yeah what 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 do you love about Tawong Matt as a I'm going to go ahead and assume that there are some things you love about Tawong Uniting Church oh definitely yes yeah Uh, look Tawong feels that it is you know always pregnant with possibilities and uh, there's a sense of and we see things that you know just keep being birthed and uh, so there's there's a, a, a great place to see you know some things that emerge um, often without our planning are there people's... any examples that come to mind uh, there's a couple of things we have in our pipeline right now that okay. uh, you know are just starting to, to uh... well, this could be an exclusive look I might have to keep that under wraps maybe but, a future episode yes yes but uh, so I'll keep you posted but um, yeah, so we've seen some things that um, happen quite organically here uh, certainly over the long term so for instance the creation of, of the childcare centres the two childcare centres on site yeah. that just came out of uh, the, the congregational life of saying here's a need we need to fulfil this yeah. There's been a, uh, a, more, a monthly community morning tea that's run for uh, over 16 years. Okay. And again, that's, that's been uh, just, you know, a couple of people have said, we're going to make this ministry work. Uh, another thing that's happened, uh, I think in the last uh, 10 or so years, has been a weekly English conversation class. Okay. And uh, that's of a really high quality. It's, it's uh, delivered by people who are passionate about that. And they create a space uh, for uh, people who, you know, come to Australia with little or no English uh, where they, um, you know, are received and, and cared for, and uh, and that's a real ministry. So there's there's things like that that uh, have been happening and, and sticking around. So it does sound like, um, Lauren, people here are encouraged to pursue their passions or their, you know, mm. is that like in some of those stories that Matt's just shared, it sounds like you know there's one or two people who had a dream or a yes. vision, if you like, and been encouraged to pursue it. Yeah. Is, that, is that kind of how you see the life of the congregation? I think, yeah, that's a great way to sum it up. And I think that comes from um, the foundation that, that we're building on here that was put in place by the people before us. Yeah. Um, I know they were very, um, so Simon and um, some uh, Sam and some of the other yeah. people who were here um, were really um, intentional about helping everyone know 
what God is calling them to and then yeah, how can okay. we support them to be doing that yeah. because that's when we come together as the body the best yeah. when we're all doing yeah. what God is calling each person to yeah. um, and that we don't try and um, make things so busy here that we're also involved in church stuff that we can't actually be um, involved yeah. in life stuff yeah so and yeah, yeah, where, yeah where we are during the week yeah. um, and living out that and um, yeah yeah um, we kind of t- we're kind of tipping in there I think into a life of discipleship I don't know if you know that's fair to say or or a life of mission which mm. you could say are two sides of the same coin mm. um, what what is Tawong's kind of approach to discipleship to growing disciples to making mm. equipping kind of finding a life of discipleship um, Lauren what you know from your point of view what are some of the building blocks there um, yeah I think it is all about relationship um, so I don't think, well, discipleship can't happen unless we have a relationship with God through Jesus and then we're sharing that with the people around us, I think in an an authentic way rather than like, let me disciple you, but just um, being friends with people here um, and getting to know them and then seeing how we can be supporting each other in different ways and helping each other know Jesus more. And I see that happening a lot naturally, like um, people will decide to just go and meet up and be doing Bible studies with each other. And that's so wonderful and something we really encourage. And then there's um, ways that we do it, I guess, more intentionally or planned. Um, So pastor it is one of those ways, definitely. What? Pastor it. Pastor it. Can I just say this is just invent that word? No. (laughs) Weren't you involved in a pastor at some point, Scott? (laughs) Yes, but hey, I'm the host here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm controlling the machine that's record. That's I hope is recording this. This is a don't Uh, don't pull back the curtain kind of thing. Ignore the man behind. So tell me about pastor. What's what's Um, this mean? Pastor. um, The thinking behind it is that it's a mid-sized group that meets regularly for food. time together to get to know each other, prayer, Bible study. Um, So it's a mid-sized group so that it's not so big you can't actually get to know each other and it's not so small that if a few people are away, it's a bit awkward to continue. Um, And yes, Three of you and one guitar singing Kumbaya. Yeah, and it's just a bit Um, strange. So is it like 15, 20, 25, something like that? Yeah, um, I guess the beauty in it too is that it can fluctuate um, and grow. But um, I mean, for example, our Tuesday pastor, it would, would be anywhere from 15 to... 25 people yeah. from fortnight to fortnight yeah. Mm. yeah so that's a kind of a uh formal is not the right word is it but that's an intentional i think yes. you use the word intentional yeah. discipleship pathway mm. um, hospitality relationship learning praying life application that kind mm. of stuff yeah. yeah so it's a chance for people to try different things as well yeah. like if they have never led a bible study before or led worship or prayed in public we can be doing all of those things together yeah, okay. um, and then also just building friendships with each other and able to support each other yeah. and bear with each other. So does that, I'm just going to, I'm kind of captured by something you said there. Does the pastorates then operate as something of a leadership pipeline? You know, you talked about people having an opportunity to mm. do something for the first time, you know, maybe in the life of a pastorate. Yes, um, um, that's also an element yeah, of pastorate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, um, and I think that's really good because the person who's doing it um, gets the experience. And yeah. then as we're, we're listening to them or seeing them do that thing we get to be blessed by that too yeah, yeah. Um, matt are there are there other parts of the life of tawong that relate to this notion of discipleship this the big word uh, look we have been uh really excited about the outreach we've been doing to university of queensland and, and uni students and uh, that's been happening for quite a few years 
previously through our university chaplain who was Grace Brangerporn, and now it's through a fantastic young lady called Joyce Shee, and uh, she's just recently graduated from UQ and uh, is Couldn't working. get enough of the place? <laughs> well, she has That's a amazing. heart for... Yeah. So Joyce's story is that uh, she came to Faith in Christ uh, through someone in our church sharing the story with her. Wow. And uh, and she's so captured by who Jesus is, even as yeah. a young Christian, yeah. she's saying, look, this is a really good and valuable use of, of my time. Yeah. So she works full time, but uh, she is paid um, by Tuong Uniting uh, to do some university outreach in connection with a uni group called Power to Change, okay. which were formerly called Student Life, I think. Student Life, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we are building a relationship of trust with them and, uh, and they're great to work with and, and we engage with them in some uh, OWIC outreach activities. And uh, the exciting thing is that the church uh, gets to um, connect with a lot of um, certainly international students yeah, who okay. are just you know, coming to, to hear the Christian story. Yeah. One of the exciting things we do is um, invite people to our homes for dinner and uh, that's an opportunity for many overseas students for the first time to have a dinner in an Aussie's home. And, and uh, is, is it kangaroo on the barbecue? Is that, <laughs> no, that's oh, it's, I haven't thought about that. What about you? We should. <laughs> yes. But they, uh, they love that and, uh, and that's a really meaningful connection. Yeah. And it's such a simple thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I think something that's been happening, uh, emerging for, for myself and I'm guessing for Lauren as well, the stuff we've been doing together is that, you know, building relationship with other people takes time mm-hmm. and uh, it can't be just too programmatic. It, it, yeah. it, as Lauren said, it is yeah. the stuff about, hey, we are meeting up, we're connecting, uh, we're learning about who we are over a meal and, uh, you know, I will be there for you. So, yeah, sure, there is, there is a, an aspect of uh, this is going to cost you in yeah. terms of, you know, developing a relationship always yeah. costs something, you know. It's the, the other thing that you've reminded me of there is that just the critical, central importance of hospitality um, in the life of a community, but also in a life of discipleship. In you know, as we welcome another into our home, as we go as guests into someone else's kind of space, um, is how does hospitality? What does hospitality look like here? That's a question without notice. That wasn't on the sheet. <laughs> We work hard on, on hospitality, yeah. I think, yeah. and uh, exactly as you said, you know, that is an expression of you know, welcoming the stranger who could be Christ, yeah. and uh, the uh, people who uh, you know open their homes to and, and share a meal with people. And it, it happens sort of when we arrange it, but it's also happening in informal ways, as Lauren yeah, said. Yeah. Uh, when there's a group of um, you know twenty somethings and thirty somethings that go off for a lunch meal after church on Sunday. Invariably, there's there's always going to be some people who are just oh, I'm the first time here this week, uh, you know, or I, I just landed, yeah. and uh, they're embraced and included, and uh, it's a lovely thing to see. Mm. Yeah, I, I've never been invited. I feel really sad. No, <laughs> obviously I'm too old. No, no, no. No, you're bad. always invited. <laughs> so let's um, let's kind of shift a little bit from where we are to where we're heading. What's can you give me a sense of what? What the, what's the trajectory that Tawong is on? Lauren, are there some things that are kind of bubbling up within the life of Tawong that you think might um, kind of come to fruition over the next few years? Are there some mm-hmm. directions that mm-hmm. you're heading? Um, I think we're always really aware of how much we are in a growing suburb. And so yeah. um, there's more and more people around us. And so then more and more opportunity to be reaching out to them, particularly in those high-rise apartments where yeah. um, 
you know, you can go for days just going to work, coming home and never actually speaking to anybody. Yeah. Um, so there's real chances there to be reaching those people. Um, so thinking about neighbourliness and neighbourhood in a situation yeah. like that is pretty interesting. Mm. Yeah, mm. okay. Um, I know we're talking a lot at the moment about how this, like the physical space here might be developed um, for the future um, okay. because, yeah... So to, I mean, to paint a picture, there's was obviously a church with a hall underneath it. There's a house that I guess used to be a manse that's now offices and meeting rooms. Yeah. There's a couple of childcare centres here that are run by Wesley Mission Queensland. That's right. That, that's right. Yeah. So it's quite a significant site. Yeah, it's um, a big footprint. And uh, we're just going through a uh, highest and best use survey at the moment, which okay. means let's look at the entire site and yeah, yeah. what are the possibilities. And we are thinking of that not in economic terms, but yeah. missional terms. Okay. So uh, the, uh, the economic... Um, best plan, of course, would be to level everything and put up blocks of flats. Yeah. But you know, another one of those high-rise apartment buildings. Exactly. Yeah. The the uh, question we're asking is, okay, what's the missional opportunity here on this entire site? And uh, and so we're just at the stage of you know getting some feedback about that. Interestingly, you know, from the professional um, uh, advice we've been getting is that uh, you know, childcare centres have really high regard and respect and, and value in a community like yeah, this. Okay. And so the, the advice we're beginning is, is you know, we need more childcare uh, places, not less around yeah, yeah. here. So it, it is something that's, that's you know, really valued by the community. But also the, the, that sense of, you know, can you create a community space which is uh, a place where people who are from the, you know, the, 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 the broader community can feel comfortable coming into? And, and how do you make that space inviting? Yeah. And uh, and is it like a sense of you know the village green you know that the yeah. people feel very welcome just strolling into and and feeling uh, like oh yeah this is a place where I can be so we're, we're looking at that too and uh, there's some exciting possibilities around that I mean maybe this maybe in a street full of medium density housing a space that is visibly not medium density housing mm. actually has something to say to the community. Yes. Um, in that sense. Yeah, how can but I yeah, cultural? That's my contribution to, this, to the uh, process. Oh, absolutely. No, no. So the, the, the high-rise blocks of flats around here are our nemesis in the sense of, you know, we, we can't work out a way to access them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're these fortresses of solitudes. Yeah. So our only option is to create a space that's so inviting, yeah. draws those people out of there uh, mm. in, into an open common space. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Matt, are there some other kind of things on the radar or directions that the congregation's heading or questions that, that are kind of sitting there? Yeah, look, we are thinking about a church plant. That's a, okay. a serious live issue for us at the moment. We, yep. we feel like the uh, the opportunities, as Lauren was saying, in the surrounding areas are just you know, ripe for the picking. Yep. And uh, we also feel like we're incredibly blessed at Tuong with some uh, amazing people who have incredible missional capacity. Yeah. And uh, as we've seen with uh, giving people the opportunity and the chance, um, they, they knock it out of the park. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're saying as a church that is blessed with, with people yeah. and, and finance, how can we uh, be a, a blessing to others? How can we, we spread the message? Um, that I think Tuong has uh, you know, a real excitement about yeah. evangelism in that sense. So, if you, I mean, if we, if we fast forward... You know, well, let's say let's say ten or eleven years, and we're getting out to twenty thirty. Um, Lauren, you've been around a little while. What what do you reckon Tawong Uniting Church could be like by then at its best? Um, um, you know, if these kinds of dreams are fostered and encouraged and resourced, you know, what what could this community be like? Um, I'd love to see that we would have planted a number of churches by then. Okay. Um, I think that would be even more multicultural by then. Yeah. Um, 
with just the the makeup of the the surrounding suburb around us um hopefully that the space here has been developed to be even more of a community space um like we already see people feeling quite welcome coming through here and using it um but even more so um and even more suited to that um yeah what about for you Matt? what's what's the what's the dream or what's the you know what are you kind of 10 years down the track what's your hopes for this place We've already talked about you'll be gone and there'll be a, yeah, an international kind of pastor here. But. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I um, have, have uh, questions about, uh, yeah, how does the church become relevant um, to the community um, in its sharing of the gospel? So what's the, what are the best ways to you know, communicate the timeless message of Jesus Christ and, and uh, you know, our sanctification through him? How do we get that message out? Um, I think the questions that are asking, uh, I think the churches that are asking those questions uh, are going to be around in 10, 20, 30 years. Um, It has to come back to the person of Jesus. As soon as we make it about programs or or buildings, I think we're dead in the water. So the missional opportunities for uh, for this church um, have to expand and the things that we're doing, the conversations that we get out of um, you know, connections that we make, meaningful relationships that we build through the programs like our English conversation class or our community morning tea. I think they're going to be the things that uh, help us to, um, you know, to, to, to be a church that is both growing and, uh, and expanding its capacity in, in mm. the future. Mm. Um, a couple of things that we've kind of pointed out along the way through that, and even just that last conversation, talking about people. Um, English conversation classes, you know, so the, the implication there is people that have come from overseas. We've talked about people, in a sense, locked in high-rise apartments. Um, one of the themes that we've heard a lot of over the last few months of Project Plenty is around mental health, um, you know, as it, particularly as it relates to isolation or broken relationships or, you know, this time in our society's life where we're more connected than ever before but also more isolated and uh, mental health is a topic that comes up a lot in that is, is that a uh, is there a sense in which you see i mean interest this is a now and later question do you see some signs of those challenges in in the community now and is that awareness you know have any kind of shaping influence on the future directions for for Tawong, do you reckon well yeah it's fair to say i haven't put a lot of thought into that space and uh, but you know from a day-to-day operations perspective uh, every week we're dealing with someone who is either sleeping rough or or mm. um, you know needing assistance and or trying to escape domestic violence so the, the stats on dv even in you know affluent suburbs are still staggeringly high and yeah. uh, you know i've heard it said before by gps you know if your church wants to do something build a dv shelter you know yeah, that, okay. that'll be really helping yeah. so the um and then that's that i mean that's an, another example of interconnected issues isn't it because that dv broken relationships isolation mental health like there there's a whole connected sequence sure yeah yeah i guess that's the bottom of the cliff um situation in in helping people at that point so the um opportunity to work in that space um of mental health the church has obviously got so much to 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 offer and do there i think we need to probably uh find ways to increase our brand perception i think the sense that um you know, church communities may be a little bit uh, considered, um, yeah, on the nose in terms of, yeah, 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 in those areas. But, um, you know, we need to be able to, you know, proudly uh, say, look, you know, 
person of Jesus Christ has the answers to your life's problems. And, uh, and in terms of mental health, that's just as true as anything else. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of work to do there. Mm. Uh, also comes to mind there when we talk about that, the, I guess the connection of Tawong Uniting Church with the wider Uniting Church. So, you know, in, in, an area, in some of those areas we've just talked about, an organisation like Wesley Mission Queensland who are already here on site with you running childcare centres or Uniting Care, you know, Lifeline Blue Care, um, what, what kinds of partnerships could you imagine, um, you know, between Tawong and other parts of the life of the Uniting Church? Lauren, is there anything that kind of comes to mind there for you? Um, I think that's an important question also because, um, like, as we're, we are relating to those people who come for help, mm. um, we know there's a certain amount of help that we're experienced to give um, and we can always be caring and loving for people, but when they need that real help with... Um, accommodation or counselling or anything like that we know that's not our place because we're not trained in that area so to be able to refer on yeah yeah, and how they can access that um yes beyond that yeah yeah i mean it's just kind of things i'm thinking about yeah yeah Yeah, referrals are really important and uh you know we've definitely worked with uh, wesley mission queensland in in that way too so they're a great organization to partner with um my, my last question is uh really um What's your, what's your big, hairy, audacious goal? Like, what's the... Uh, I reckon, Matt, I look at you and I go, I think there's a few little tucked away kind of, you know, secret little kind of dreams or goals there that might be a bit scary. But, uh, you know, is, are there some things for Tawong? Um, and you've pointed to a couple already, but is, you know, is there something that you can name that you would go, if we could get after this, that would be amazing? Yeah, I, I um, am constantly thinking around the... Um, what is the best way to communicate the gospel? Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, there's these huge conversations around, you know, the death of the preaching era and, and that's a, a bygone uh, form of communication and, and there could be some truth in that. Um, so how do churches communicate, um, you know, with with the uh, the absolute relevance that's needed to make, you know, the, the difference in people's lives that we truly believe that Christ does to, to get that message um, into people's lives and homes and, and yeah. in a way that people say, yeah, that that uh, that makes sense to me and that feels right. So we are privileged to see uh, different people come to our church, sometimes just through invitation or sometimes you know, just because they live across the street, literally. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's because of the definitely the worship but also the sense of community that people say hey you know i actually want to buy into this this feels right this this actually feels like home so i think you know if churches can kind of rediscover that sense of being the place that receives the pilgrim where you know people on the 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 dusty road at the end of the the day is as night is drawing I have to paint a picture for you. Um, you almost said journey then. Didn't you? <laughs> I pulled out. That's a uniting church word. Yes. Well, that sense of you know the, the and, and seeing the the, uh, the welcoming place and and feeling that incredible welcome. How do churches do that to a point where it becomes irresistible? You know, the love of Christ becomes irresistible for them. And uh, and of course, everyone knows you know that, that um, we're all mourning the lack of you know community and that disconnectedness in mm. our our. our, our busy and, and highly populated and dense um, suburbs. So people can be, you know, 
living in a block of flats surrounded by people and still say I'm, I'm, I'm terribly lonely yeah. and I honestly believe that you know the church has uh, as the body of Christ has, has got something uh, you know really special work to do in that place I think Tuong is, is moving in that way to say uh, you know we're, we're getting a sense of how to respond I, my sense as you speak is that you're pretty excited about what's happening here uh, your part in it and the opportunity to be here over the over the years oh absolutely yeah. so uh, um, I am incredibly privileged to work in the team that I, uh, I work with and uh, to be in a highly educated church there's a, pretty much a PhD in every pew some very smart people here except for the, I mean the three of us so yeah the three of us no, no. no. Uh, there's, um, uh, you know, a wonderful sense of, you know, possibilities and momentum uh, at Tuong right now. And, uh, you know, we really believe that, you know, God is saying that there's, there's wonderful things that uh, you know, he's asking us to do here. Yeah. Mm. Lauren, any, you know, secret, big, hairy, audacious goals for you? Mm. Oh, I love what Matt just said. And um, <laughs> I think that we stay true um, to to who God is calling us to be and that we don't get distracted by trying to be a successful church um, in any way, but just um, preaching the gospel and praying, um, loving people with God's love, helping people know, know where God is calling them and then equipping them to be living that out wherever they happen to be during the week as well. Um, yeah, I think those things are the important things rather than programs and yeah. trying to be the latest greatest thing that sounds like a pretty good summary of the life of a contemporary church uh, to me thank you so much for the chat uh, both of you i wish you every blessing here at tall united church and, thank you uh, people can kind of find you on social media and follow along become a part of that broader story uh, that we talked about earlier yeah come uh, and check us out <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for the chat today thanks scotty thank you thanks for coming